670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good morning and welcome to a Thursday, or as Chris and myself like to call it, Hometown Breakfast Eve. It's the morning where uh, we spend the morning going over the menu at the respective place, so we'll be eating breakfast tomorrow morning, picking See, out you know, it, items it, to eat. It's it's not like going to breakfast you know, on, on Friday is the most exciting thing we do all week. Uh, wait, oh, no, no, it is. Wait, yeah. <laughs> cool. I mean, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I said just the opposite of what I meant. <laughs> I'm going to go, well, I don't know about your life, but my, for my life, it's the most exciting thing I do all week. Yeah, pretty much. That's, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of the great things about our job. Sorry to rub this into you, Rick. Um, but getting to go to breakfast, get paid for it, and actually do your job while you get to eat breakfast is, hey, is wait pretty a minute, amazing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about the following Friday when you're gone and I'm filling in for you? Do I get to go to breakfast then? If, if you would like, uh, although there is no hometown breakfast that week. Ah, crap. <laughs> Hosed again. Hosed again. Yeah, this will be the uh, final hometown breakfast for a while. Usually take the summer off because uh, Nate Shulman, um, who really likes his beer, will uh, yeah. begin heading out for uh, Friday afternoon. He, uh, he hosts, what is that, the uh, weekly afternoon snack? Or what, what does he call his? Something like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh, hometown drunken drunken brawl. I I, some, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> but that's will get underway um, once again after Fourth of July weekend. Uh, it's interesting to see. I, I saw a story last night um, with Fourth of July coming up. Which, by the way, if you're uh, keeping track at home or maybe you haven't been paying attention, um, we're just a little over a week away from the Fourth uh, of July. It'll be a, mo- uh, a week away from this coming Monday. Wow. And uh, I saw, with gas prices the way they are, with airline tickets as expensive as they are, they are expecting a record number of people to be traveling over the 4th of July holiday. Isn't that something? Isn't that crazy? It's like, I I thought that would be one of the first places that people start to cut back on. No, they're, they're, they're pent up. Yeah, they've been cutting back for so long, you know. Everybody's been cooped up at home during covid and not making as many travel plans or not able to because you know things have not been open remember when you uh used to be able to go to las vegas for a couple hundred bucks round trip on mm-hmm. your air- airline southwest or uh even what was the one that used to run out of phoenix whatever it was called america west or whatever something yeah and i Sky think west. even uh i think alaska airlines flies direct now but uh mm-hmm. it used to be southwest was one of the only airlines that flew direct but they've got a couple of airlines now that fly direct out of boise and i was talking to a couple of friends world series of poker is going on right now um in las vegas and they were headed down for that and uh my my son gets married later this year uh he has a bachelor party coming up this weekend in las vegas and a bunch of them are headed down and Airline tickets are, are, are you, like eight to nine hundred dollars. Wow. Are you not, are you not invited? No. To the bachelor party? No. Dad well, doesn't get to go. It's nine hundred bucks to go to Vegas, and see the the last time I flew, it was to D.C., and that was like four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. That's how. That's what has gone on with uh, airline tickets. Eight oh, wow. eight hundred. And like I said, you used to be able to fly down there for like sixty nine dollars each way, uh, and I was just shocked. It's like it's eight hundred dollars a round trip. See, no, I thought like, I wasn't yeah. flying all this time because of COVID. Turns out it was because of money. <laughs> can't can't afford it. 
Yeah, it's yeah. just absolutely amazing what uh, airline prices. A lot of people are prices. in that boat, you know. Well, and here's the other thing you got to keep in mind. Um, I don't know if you paid attention last weekend. Last weekend, which is not a busy travel weekend, I, I guess it could be because there are a lot of people that had Monday off uh, because of Juneteenth. There were over 20,000 flights that were canceled or mm. delayed last weekend. Good grief. 20,000. Now, what was the reason? Um, not enough planning. pilots. Yeah. Yeah, not enough pilots. And now I, I see that uh, Southwest Airlines is on strike in some locations around the country, which is going to cause more problems. So good luck if you're traveling Southwest. Turns out uh, automatic pilots can't land or take off. Yeah. And both of those are necessary. So And so many, so many pilots... Um, retired um during covid because there just wasn't people traveling during that time and uh, now they're having to to try and find pilots to hire back and train and get up and going they need uh, flight attendants and so there's just a a dire need like everybody else they need employees and they uh, can't find them because you can't just throw any uh chris mike or rick onto an airplane and say hey uh you're flying uh to las vegas Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> there's a there's a certain amount of training involved in that whole thing. <laughs> yes, one would hope. <laughs> um, also, good news for those of you who are um, going to be home this Friday. We told you last week because of hooligans in Meridian, the hooligan element, um, that they had to cancel Spark Like Free Movie Night last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Spark Like Movie Night will return this Friday. Saw this uh, message on uh, social media. Um, coming up June 24th, we will return with Sparklight Movie Night, Friday, June 24th, with free showing of Sonic the Hedgehog at dusk in Meridian Settlers Park. So it's just coming back. Parents are encouraged to attend Movie Night with their families. The attendance modifications described below will be implemented to ensure a quality experience for all in attendance. In other words, I think they're going to keep out the hooligan Now, this is, th- this is important. Is it Sonic the Hedgehog or Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Uh, just says Sonic the Hedgehog, so I'm guessing it's I the guess original. It's the first one. Okay. Increased event staffing and security. Movie event area will be designated with event fencing. This area will include plenty of lawn seating, access to concession stand, and the restrooms. Families and attendees entering the event will receive a wristband for each person. No one under the age of 18 will be permitted to attend the event without a parent or guardian present for the oh. duration of the event. So 17-year-olds yeah. on a date have to bring their mom. There you go. Hey, well, great. did you see what was going on there? Yeah. yeah. Those, they were the ones causing the problem. Do tell. Unaccompanied minors will not be allowed to attend the event. All areas of Settlers Park outside the fence event, event area will close at sunset at that time. All accompany, unaccompanied minors will be directed to get the hell out of the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you need more information, go to meridiancity.org forward slash movie night. Did you hear what happened last week, why they had to rein things in a little bit, why they had to cancel last week? Litter, wasn't it? No. Mm. No. It was, wasn't there fights? and There were some kids that were playing around in the park and making quite a bit of noise, and it was disturbing the movie, and you had, you know, agitated parent. Dad got up out of his seat, told kid to shut up. Kid mouthed off at the wrong guy. They had themselves a little scuffle. And city police had to break it up and take some people away. Did the adult win that one? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't think anybody wins in in that situation. In this day and age, there's no reason to respect your elders anymore. 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of kids just get dropped off, and that's been part of the yeah, problem. Yeah. Parents uh-huh. aren't around. I mean, they couldn't have seen that, you know, ahead of time that a park would be noisy like that. KBOI News Time 615. Uh, time for a check, our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise. Two locations for you to choose from. Um, check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Really good game four in the Stanley Cup final last night with the Tampa Bay Lightning trying to even up their series at home at two apiece. And they did hold the lead heading into the third period until this goal tied it. Saves with the rebound. Bottom of the circle. Now to the point. Byram over for Helm. Holding. Tipped in front. Save made Vasilevsky. Rebound score! <laughs> I love him. I know. It's a Sturm warning here in Tampa. Nico Sturm. Not even three minutes into the third period. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, Sturm this is a tie hockey game. Yeah, that's the call on altitude Somebody give Sportsnet. that guy a raise. Yeah. Uh, this is the fun one. Here was the overtime goal that sealed it up for the abs. Quickly ahead. Now some Kadri inside the circle. Kadri! Where's the puck? How did that not go in? <laughs> it did. It did go in. It did? It did. We it won. did. <laughs> he scores. It's the Kadri. The can. I didn't see it, but they did. I don't believe it. Kadri into the lineup. He gets the overtime winner. And you don't have to go home. But you can't, can't stay, stay here. here. You because go, this party is over. Oh my God! He is the Avalanche will go back to the Mile High City with a chance to win their third Stanley Cup. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I watched on altitude last night just so I could hear that dude call the game. It was hilarious. I'm not a hockey fan. I would listen just because of that guy. I mean, you go through quite a bit of not recently because there's been so much scoring during this series, but yeah, he's entertaining. Yeah, and the guy uh, is fantastic. It is sad when people don't enjoy their work, huh? No kidding. (laughs) So, by the way, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning coach John Cooper was really upset that the goal was allowed that lost them the match last night. Game 5 will be Friday in Denver, 6 p.m. Abs, if they win, they win the cup and you'll see or hear an all-new ridiculousness for this announcer that would be kind of fun so friday night i know you know sports we we have to probably cover some other sports this morning but i'm I'm just going to make this request right now can you just cover hockey for the next three sports you know updates for us just because of that guy i just i'll try to help you out okay all right good good we'll also talk some a's mariners by the way coming up and i know you want to hear that kboi news time is 618 you don't have to go home but you can't stay here because this is over. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I just realized when we were talking about uh, Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing, I uh, failed to mention where we're going to be tomorrow morning. My bad. Uh, Deja Brew Bistro. Used to be Deja Brew Laffa Latte. The only thing that has changed, well, I was going to say the only thing that has changed uh, was the name, but that's not true. They have uh, a couple of added things uh, they've updated. They have a brand new chef uh, chef uh, working on a uh, brand new menu, and we invite you to come on out tomorrow morning and uh, check it out with us. We'd love to uh, get a chance to meet you. 
have some breakfast, and uh, if you want your final chance to win your tickets to Jackson's Country Stomp, we will have tickets to Jackson's Country Stomp tomorrow morning also. We have met a lot of people these last few weeks. It, it has been very, very busy. It's uh, been amazing since uh, COVID because there were, you know, people still came out during COVID when we did the hometown breakfasts, um, but it, it's been especially busy um, this year, just, I think, because people are pent up and they're like, I'm getting the heck out of here and... <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, be around people. So hopefully we'll have a chance in, to see you this Showing up Friday. in slightly larger numbers, which is nice. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Kenny in uh, Meridian, I think I think you're also calling in about uh, hometown breakfast uh, at Pork Belly last week, right? Oh, uh, yes. My goodness. Uh, you know, I like you guys, but you eat that Pork Belly stuff. I'm, I might get defiled because I'm a Jewish man. I don't eat pork, you know. But you guys seem like a really nice guy. And so, you know, but I still may come over and see you in the morning. That's cool. You oh, know, they, they make cork. Good. I think they, they make pork. kosher pork. She, yeah, right. Hey, I'm trying to help here. Kosher bacon. I that am? would be an amazing invention. <laughs> right? Well, there is turkey no, sausage. You guys rock. I just had to give you a hard time about that. <laughs> guys are I, I appreciate you guys are fun and i you know and uh you guys have a blessed day well kenny we appreciate you listening and uh since you live in meridian um come on out and join us tomorrow morning love to say hi as long as you don't eat pork you know then i'll shake your hand you know just for you um no i can't even i can't even lie i was gonna say just for you i won't <laughs> eat pork but no i, I can't even lie <laughs> No, I'll still shake the hand. You guys seem to be all right. All right, thank you, Kenny. <laughs> See, I could probably, I could, I could probably do something like that, like stick to a strict diet of pancakes or something of that nature. <laughs> you know, for you, I will uh, suffer, and I'll okay. just eat pancakes and waffles. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're more of a man than me because I couldn't give up my bacon. So, if you can do it, more power to you. KBOI Newstime, uh, 627. Uh, phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. By the way, we do have another pair of Jackson's Country Stomp tickets to win for you this morning. Stick around. We'll give you a chance to win those coming up here very soon. Don't go anywhere. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. President Biden is calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for a three-month period from July through September. By suspending the 18-cent gas tax, federal gas tax, for the next 90 days, we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. But Congress appears unlikely to move forward on this. Democrats and Republicans questioning how effective this would be and the costliness. President Biden also calling on state governments to pass on to consumers similar relief from state gas taxes. Karen Travers, ABC News, The White House. The president needs Congress to sign off on this. And right now he is facing opposition from both sides of the aisle. Right, Republicans ha have argued, some of them, that this is just a political stunt. Some Democrats have raised concerns about whether these savings will actually trickle down to the average American consumer. And they've also raised concerns uh, from members of the president's own party have about uh, pulling out what would be ten, roughly $10 billion over these three months uh, from funding that would be going to, to roads and bridges and critical infrastructure projects.
So if you were hoping for that 18 cents a gallon, um, I, I wouldn't get my hopes up too much because even Democrats have said that they're not going to be uh, mm-hmm. voting for this, and it has to be approved I, by Congress. Yeah, based on what uh, uh, the, the uh, you know majority leader Mitch McConnell said, uh, it's dead in the water. And I wonder, I mean, 18 cents puts us here close to, it's still over $5 a gallon. Um, here in the uh, Treasure Valley, for instance, if you got 18 cents a gallon. So for the average person, and uh, I was listening to Nate Shulman, and he was doing mathematics for everybody, which should scare scare you right there, because um, he's no better than we are. Um, but for the average person over a three-month period, it would only save you somewhere between 40 to $70 total. Not, hey, well, not per month. That's I know every total little, over a three-month Nobody said period. anything about doing math in today's program. <laughs> Stop it. I know every little bit helps, but yeah, eighteen cents. It's two bucks would be cool. When it, when you sit there and you you see that it's going to cost ten billion dollars, that it would take away money from infrastructure. I think, and and we did our own poll uh, on Tuesday, and even I was surprised. The majority of people who called in said that eighteen cents. No, they don't want to see an eighteen cents gas tax holiday. I wonder, however, I'm just going to throw this out there. I wonder, however, if this was say a dollar. Now, it can't do it. Would that make a difference? You know, if if this dropped your gas back, you know, to around four dollars a gallon instead of still at five dollars, would you go? Well, okay. Well, now, now we're now we're talking fifteen to twenty dollars every time I fill up my it's, it's tank so, of gas. I would be more for that. It, it, it's so much fun that every time the uh, the government manages to get something done, the first thing we say is, "Well, it's better than nothing." Apparently, in this case, it may not be. Of course, the they're paying seven and a half dollars for gas already. They're like eighteen yeah, cents. It doesn't mean anything. Me? It's like going to go up that much tomorrow. KBI News Time six forty five. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. I, I'm hoping it's hockey. I don't think it is, it's but not, not this time. <laughs> um, this update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in today for a fantastic lunch or dinner. They open up at ten thirty every day, Monday through Saturday. So if you're one for like. 600 at-bats, your batting average isn't very good. I mean, I'm not going to do the math Come on, on do the that, math. Come on, come I mean, on, Mr. Math at, Guy. You're looking at the Mariners. I mean, what you're talking about is Jesse Winker, who has struggled all season long. Right up until he plays that slump buster that is the <laughs> Oakland A's and their 5,400 rabid home baseball fans. Gets jammed in. Pokes this into center field. Julio's being waved in. And Julio Rodriguez scores. Winkler drives him in once again. It's been a nice theme of this road trip early on. You can get used to that. Driving it right back up the middle. Yeah, it had to be nice, but he wasn't done. Cracked deep. Loriano racing back, looking up, and this ball is gone. Jesse Winker back-to-back games playing tag with the center field wall. Be a changeup, and he catches all of it. Exit below of 106. What a finish. 422 feet, high finish for him. Which he's saying, when he hits the ball, he hits it pretty far. <laughs> His average is up to like 220 now. So I think he's. Know. I think he. I mean, he, he's lifetime. He's a good hitter. I think he is going to heat up here. Well, it was a big pickup for the Mariners in the offseason. They've expected a lot from his bat, and he hasn't shown he hasn't, up yet. He hasn't but got, he did yeah. last night. Mariners win 9 nothing. George Kirby getting some praise from his manager after the game. Starting pitching, that's <laughs> the name of the game for us, uh, you know, here the last few weeks. And, and George, again, outstanding tonight, just dominating the strike zone. 
I think it was 17, 23 first pitch strikes. I won almost all the 1-1 one -one counts, like 10 out of 13. And, you know, talking to our guys, the value of that, the importance of that, George just nails it. A good win for him. The Mariners now 31-39 and 39 on the year. Two-game win streak underway, and it's uh, getaway day today for the Mariners and the A's. 1 o'clock, uh, I'm sorry, one thirty matinee game if you're into it. Uh, the Mariners will play today in Oakland, and then they've got that weekend series down in L.A. where they play the Angels this weekend. KBY News Time, 648. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Giving students a voice is what Shiva Rajbandari wants to bring to the Boise School District Board of Trustees. And it really started with reaching out to the school board and instead of getting a response um, from our school board president, getting called into the principal's office and you know, reprimanded for reaching out to my elected officials. Shiva says he's fit for the job through his experience as part of Babe Vote and the Idaho Climate Justice League, plus testifying in front of lawmakers multiple times. The most important thing to me is representation, is school boards recognizing that actually they do exist to serve students. Students are constituents. He wants to propose ideas like more mental health support for students, changing school start times, and more discussion on climate change certainly think that I'm not like a sole voice for all of Boise's youth, right? I think that it's really important that we get as much student involvement as possible. How can we get students to attend school board meetings? How can we get students to talk with their school board officials? How can we get school board officials really to talk to students? The election for this seat is September 6th. He turns 18 in August, which would allow him to run for the election because you That's must be 18 years old. Minimum requirement. Yeah. Um, Shiva was summoned to the principal's office. The Boise High School student was not expecting a reprimand when he was uh, asked to come to the office, but after repeated attempts by him and other students to convince the district's board of trustees to craft a plan for clean energy use, the administration scolded Shiva for going around administrative uh, officials. He and his peers had not received uh, a response from the board, he said, was the reasoning why he went yeah, around officials. No kidding. It was a pivotal moment in Shiva's decision to run for the uh, school board. He made the official announcement at a press conference at Boise High School um, this Tuesday. Um, I had reached out to him, was efforting to get him on the show. He will be on with us coming up this morning at right. uh, about 8.35. You know what might be a good idea is just is having a student board, you know, a, a permanent thing with... You know, like one representative from each of the high schools. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, this. I don't have necessarily have a problem with this. Um, now, granted, he has to run for the election. There, just oh, because he's yeah, running he, doesn't mean he's going to win because he, he does have a, a competitor. True, he would have to win for this to count. But I don't. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a student on the school board. You know, because you are representing the students. You know, of your of your school. And like I said, he, he he's able to fit the criteria because he will be 18 years old, even though he will be a uh, senior this year. So he will be able to uh, like, run. Like we said yesterday, some of the students' attitudes uh, lately is, you, you know, you people are trying to save us from things that we got used to 20 years ago. Now, it is interesting because if he, he does win, um, he will serve a two-year term. So that would mean, I don't know if that 
that means he would have to put off college. I guess if he goes to college, you know, somewhere here in the Treasure Valley, then he would still be able to go to school. the uh, meetings and everything. Well, school board, right? It, it's yeah. not. It's, it's not a full time job. No, it's not a full time job. But I mean, if if say he takes off and goes to you know say Washington to go to college, oh, I see. Probably going to be a little difficult that unless he puts off his his college yeah, unless was, he's going to go to school I was here. Say if he goes to you know one of the colleges here in the valley, it probably wouldn't be a problem. Um, he said his priorities. Um, improving mental health, including pushing back school start times past at 8.30 in the morning, which is recommended by the American Academy for Pediatrics for middle schools and high schools. He would also like to uh, increase school funding in part so that more school psychologists can be hired. Trying to find anything I don't agree with him on here. <laughs> What's the earliest school ever started for you uh, during the you know, first through, tw- through 12th grade? Um, I think it was uh, 8 o'clock. Is when our schools eight fifteen maybe it's eight fifteen. I think eight forty five was the earliest we was it? Most yeah. of the time we just had to be there by nine. He already is uh, is getting his campaign together. Um, you know, getting his ducks in a row. He has a campaign treasurer, so he is uh, apparently must be raising money, and he's a name that a lot of people know, or she's a name that a lot of people know. Sam Sandmeyer. Mm-hmm who worked as Boise Mayor Lauren McLean's campaign treasurer. And uh, many moons ago was the gymnastics coach at Boise mm-hmm. State University. Very good coach, by the way. She was longtime coach there. So anyway, he's going to be on with us coming up this morning at 8.35. We'll uh, be talking uh, a little bit more to him um, once again live here on News Talk KBOI as long as he uh, is up early at that time. I know he's a teenager, and I just base this not on him, <laughs> but on my my seven kids who at one time or another were their teenager, and to get them up by 8.35 in the morning was a was a process. Well, Mike, you're not wrong. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, uh, don't you, Rick? Yes, I do. It's like, um, look, look, our kid got up at the crack of noon today. <laughs> the crack of noon. The crack of noon. Right. Good thing he doesn't have a job that starts early in the morning. Sure hope we have some <laughs> breakfast cereal available for him. Early risers. Yeah, see, you you you, you can yeah. tell you're the same thing. Yes, it's I like know. it's noon. What are you doing eating cereal? It's like, you know, you know what always wakes me up in the morning is that uh, that smell of summer uh, supper cooking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're not wrong. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through to us this morning, uh, you can also email Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. Send us an instant message if you want to be a part of the show. Um, you can also text us. Same as our main number. By the way, um, those uh, two numbers that I gave you, 208-336-3700, uh, pound 670 if you have a Verizon Wireless. You might want to lock those into your speed dial because coming up here very shortly, going to give you another chance to pick up your tickets to the Jackson's Country Stomp, which is coming up here once again uh, tomorrow night. And that's going to be at the Idaho Ford Center. We're looking at a fantastic uh, weather night for you with temperatures in the mid 80s tomorrow. So by the time the concert gets underway tomorrow night, um, you're you're looking at upper 70s and uh, just an absolutely beautiful night. Um, it'll be interesting on Monday. Uh, summer hits us full force on Monday with temperatures expected to be as high as 102. Oh wow! My uh, wife's mother's funeral is on Monday afternoon. I'm guessing we're going to have to shorten that up because you probably can't put a bunch of old people outside in the afternoon and 100. Two degree heat for a long period of time, unfortunately. So, yeah. you know, a dog uh, was—I think it was a dog in Meridian or, or Boise. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure which. Died in a hot car yesterday. I'm glad you brought that up because people, for whatever reason, 
seem to forget that your car, even if you have the windows down in the summertime, when, a, when it's 90 to 100 degrees mm-hmm. outside, your car's 130 to 200 they, degrees. They apparently had the, uh, the window you know, cracked to, you know, for, no. to, to get uh, air, but it wasn't enough. It was 147 degrees inside the car, they figured. Um, this, this goes for not keeping your kids in the car also even for a short amount of time. And if you don't, if you want to find out why, do yourself a favor and park your car in the sun, open the windows a crack, and sit in there for half an hour and find out just exactly how hot it is so you know how dangerous it is. Just a reminder. I mean, it's already June, and we've already had one death of a pet. KBOI Newstime is 7.15. Let's get a check on what's going on uh, once again with sports this morning. Rick Worthington here. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Over 30 different sandwiches to choose from, and every single one of those can be turned into a wrap or a salad. Get in for lunch today. I guess Roger Goodell earned his money this year after, well, I mean, earned. It's like $40 million <laughs> that guy makes per year. Uh, Roger Goodell says he has no authority. To remove Daniel Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders amid ongoing security uh, or scrutiny, I should say, into the organization's workplace culture and accusations from women employees of pervasive sexual harassment by team executives. Goodell had to testify yesterday before members of Congress at a hearing by the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. And at one point near the end of... More than two hours of testimony, Goodell was questioned uh, and was asked whether he and the league was willing to do more to punish Dan Snyder. And after initially asking whether he would recommend Snyder's removal as owner of the commanders, uh, there was, you know, just the straight up question, hey, will you remove him? And Goodell responded, I I don't have the authority to remove him, which is true. He Mm -hmm. doesn't have the authority But he does have the authority to put it to a vote of the other owners. Basically, you have to have three quarters of the owners say, yep, that guy's got to go. So 24 out of 32 majority vote of the fellow owners could, in fact, remove Snyder. I bet they'll get it. I think they probably will, too, if they are asked to vote. They haven't yet, though. Snyder was invited to testify. He declined, but the committee chair announced during the hearing that she plans to issue a subpoena and make him come testify. So it doesn't look like this is over by a long shot. Um, I don't expect this will end well for Dan Snyder. Um, But, I mean, we have to wait and see how all this plays out. Uh, Some sad news in the NFL yesterday as well. Tony Saragusa. Remember the Goose? Mm -hmm. Goose is loose, part of that Baltimore Ravens defense, one of the best ever. Passed away at the age of 55 yesterday. Not very old. He was a good sideline reporter. Funny. Back of a sideline reporter. Yeah. Very funny. KBY News Time is 718. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again to talk about your money. And, Jeremiah, there must be something wrong. We uh, saw a huge day on uh, Tuesday. It uh, Yesterday was not bad. Today, uh, just ahead of the opening, uh, all three of the indexes are up. Dow is up over 100 points. What is going on? 
Don't jinx it, Mike. Don't jinx it. We got green across the board. Let's keep it there throughout the day. Um, you know, there's a few things going on here, at least in my opinion. Well, first of all, we had uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. He met in front of the Senate Banking Committee yesterday, really gave his remarks around, hey, here's what we're doing to fight inflation. Here's gonna, here's kind of our approach to our policy moving forward. And of course, it's part of a con- congressionally mandated semi-annual report. So he met in front of the Senate yesterday. He'll meet in front of the House today to give more comments. And it was interesting. I mean, his, his comments are much more much more straightforward about what they're seeing as far as the economy. But they really didn't say anything new. I mean, that, hey, they got to slow down inflation and that they're going to, um, and if if necessary, if the if inflation does slow down enough, they will slow down the pace of interest rate hikes. So, But the main concern is, hey, with the Federal Reserve battling high inflation, and will it likely bring down economic demand? Probably. And if it does so, will that lead us into a recession, right? So he, he acknowledged all that, but I think what the market was really tuning into is, Hey, this may be the hottest that we're going to see inflation, and this may actually, in fact, make the Federal Reserve kind of slow down a bit. In addition, it was kind of funny because uh, the Senate members were actually pushing him pretty hard, and he kind of put to bed with some interesting, not, not interesting data, but just real data stating that a lot of um, people are arguing that inflation was largely in part due to the Russian-Ukraine conflict. And the reality is that going into December and January of this year, we already saw inflation at above 7%. So after so post Russia Ukraine invasion, it's only added on one percent. So again, the him just making comments directly saying that hey, the Federal Reserve we're going to lower demand, but a lot of these inflationary pressures are you know out of our out of our purview. We're going to do what our mandate is. Additionally, investors still have a lot of cash to put to work, so it's very plausible that uh that you have investor or people participating in the markets that are starting to buy beaten down stocks. So. Just give you an idea, all the cash and all cash-like securities, right, meaning liquidity, globally, that's risen almost about 40% to the value of stocks and bonds. That's the highest level that we've seen since before 2015. So you have investors that are very overweight cash right now. So you can see that both equities and bonds might find some support on the second half of the year with people trying to go buy the dip. Now, here's the thing, though. We got to look at this as, is this a head fake, right? Because we are in official correction territory with the tech-heavy NASDAQ and the S&P 500. But if you go back to, you know, 2008, 2009, where you saw declines of 45% and 51% from record highs, you saw some rallies. You saw a rally of 18%. You saw a rally of 24%. Um, back in 2008, but those moves did come several months before the market's ultimate bottom in March of 2009. So that's kind of the, that's the game that the market's trying to play right now. Investors are trying to play is has, have we reached the bottom or are we close to it? Or is this just a small rally inside of a long, uh, a longer duration bear market? And that we just don't know yet. Well, you know, you could make a lot of money if you could make that prediction for us. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. It's kind of seek solace where if you're going in and kind of dollar cost averaging, meaning you're kind of slowly putting money into these days when the market's down, you're kind of spreading it out, right? Don't don't have the... Uh, don't be so cocky or naive to the fact that you're going to time it perfectly because you won't. However... There's likely some opportunities for entry if you've had some cash on the sideline, if you have some, I mean, like, look at Amazon. I mean, Amazon is down over 30% from its all-time high. Do you really think in the next five to 10 years that Amazon is not going to be a major player in the online retail space? 
Probably not. I don't know. Maybe, but it just there's hey, some br- <laughs> there's said, some really beat up stocks on bargain. They they said that about my MySpace. So look what happened to that. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> hey, thanks, Jeremiah. Uh, looking like we'll be opening up in the green coming up here in a couple minutes when the official opening happens. Of course, uh, we'll get an update from you here in uh, an hour, and then later today when the stock market uh, does close, and then we'll talk to you one more time tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 743, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. Remember, you can always be a part of the show by participating. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless this is kind of uh, interesting news, and um, as I tell this story, people are going to be probably checking this out this morning. I did myself, as a matter of fact. Um, here is a safe, simple health test for older adults that can uh, predict um, whether or not you have a higher chance of dying within the next decade. Try to stand on one leg for 10 seconds without help. So in other words, stand... You know, not using yeah. a wall or anything like that. If you can't do it, no worries. You just not, might be dead within the next decade. Oh, so no problem at all. No then. problem at all. Researchers just published the results of a study that found adults between the ages of 51 and 75 who can't stand on one leg for 10 seconds without any additional support are twice as likely to die within the next 10 years as those who can stand on one leg for 10 seconds. That's a big difference. Yeah. You're twice as likely to die in the next 10 years if you're age 51 to 75. Like they told me at the bank, hey, you have no balance. <laughs> Go ahead and try it this morning. No direct connection between balance and one particular disease, although they say that uh, people who have those uh, you know, particular diseases, diabetes, heart disease, or whatever, could cause problems with, with your balance. But uh, try it for 10 seconds um, once again. Um, if you want to uh, check it out and see if you're going to die soon. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome yeah. to Thursday. Like, do you want to know? Yes and no. KVI News Time 745. Time for a final Eight, check on sports. Nine. Ah, crap. <laughs> you, might no, make it, you might make it seven years. Um, uh, this update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in today. Lunch in either Meridian or East Boise. Find out why. Fat Guys Fresh Deli have been voted the number one deli in the state of Idaho. Boise State football fans, you'll want to go to KBOI.com today. Boise State Athletics announced the fan color schemes for each of the six 2022 regular season home football games. We've got those posted for you this morning so that you don't, you know, mess that up. You're supposed to wear blue and you're wearing orange. I mean... I'm kind of bummed out there's only one game this year where they have multiple color, uh, yeah, color it's the first schemes. One. It's the first one. Yeah, it's weird that, that usually they have, you know three or four um otherwise this year they're doing just block colors anyway head to kboi.com you'll be able to see that really good game four in the stanley cup final last yes. night Hayes with the rebound bottom of the circle now to the point byram over for helm holding tipped in front shaman vasilevsky rebound score it's a sturm warning here in tampa <laughs> nico sturm 
Not even three minutes into the third period, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, this is a tie hockey game. Yeah, and that was in the third period, and it set up the overtime winner. Quickly ahead, now some Kadri inside the circle. Kadri! Where's the puck? How did that not go in? It did. It did go in. It did? It did? It did! He scores! <laughs> Nazem Kadri! Yeah. The Kadri man can! I didn't see it, but they did! I don't believe it! Kadri into the lineup, he gets the overtime winner! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! Oh my god, I love that guy. The Avalanche will go back to the Mile High City with a chance to win their third Stanley Cup. All right. He would be the cure for a boring game. That's right. Game 5, Friday in Denver, 6 p.m., and that'll be a fun one. Tampa Bay Lightning coach John Cooper held a short, very tense news conference after the game last night in which he questioned the legality of that final goal in overtime. He was ticked, but that's how it goes in sports sometimes. So, uh, you know... Have a nice warm cup of shut the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. All right. Uh, KBOI News Time, 747. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Ah, uh, the unmistakable sounds of 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Fireworks stands officially open up across the Treasure Valley today. But the announcement comes with uh, some warnings. Only safe and sane fireworks which are sold at the stands are legal. Keep that in mind. All fireworks are forbidden in the Boise foothills and the wildland urban interface. The uh, ones, the, the, the fireworks that aren't allowed like in the city of Boise, are the ones that leave the ground or explode. The cool ones. Or uh, 95% of what goes off in my neighborhood. The prohibited area, basically everything north of Hill Road within the city of Boise and from the city limits, roughly Cole Road, all the way east to 13th Street, at which point the line dips south to take northern parts of the north and east ends all the way out to Barber Pool Reserve. Those are places where you're not allowed to uh, light fireworks off. There's always an idiot that does it, and every year it seems like we have a fire. So just keep that in mind. If you want more information um, to go see the map where fireworks ban area extends, you can go to cityofboise.org. Safe and sane fireworks, which don't include aerial fireworks, are legal in Boise from today, June 23rd, until midnight July 5th. Keep that in mind. Midnight, it cuts off. Stop lighting them off and keeping me up all night. Every year at the 4th of July holiday, the area sees multiple fires started by fireworks. Last year, according to a news release from the Boise Fire Department, there were four in the city of Boise. Also a reminder, Boise will host a public fireworks display at Ann Morrison Park, but don't bring your own fireworks there. Fireworks are illegal in Boise City Park. So if you're, you're planning on going to attend that, just keep in mind, don't bring your own fireworks. You're there to watch the city's. There we go. You know, fireworks. This morning's show proudly presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. 
Today, we salute you, Mr. Already Selling Fireworks. Mr. Already Selling Fireworks. Only a true genius knows that you can double your profits by blowing the hands off innocent rednecks in June. Entertainment with the fuse now. Judging from your circus tent, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to actually sell rockets. Majored in business and explosives. You'd open your ridiculous parking lot store in December if you could convince people their nativity scene would look better with a smoke bomb. Baby Jesus needs a sparkler. <laughs> so go ahead, sell your screaming memes, ladyfingers, fuzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, and crap flappers. Because after all, if people can stand on their roof with a garden hose in July, what difference can a few weeks possibly make? Mr. Romney selling fireworks. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Oh, what a great country this is. Getting to buy fireworks already on June 23rd. Art writes in, Mike, at KBOI.com. Guys, us dish users could not watch the hockey game last night. Not even the local news. All our local stations were blocked out. We don't know why. I'm guessing the hockey game is Colorado Avalanche. It's weird. Colorado Avalanche considered Boise is uh, uh, their local market. Yeah, but in, in the Stanley Cup, they still enforce that? I know. It's just so weird. And then, of course, it's for baseball, the Seattle Mariners are considered the local, local mar- market. Even though, what's the, what's the drive there? We figured nine hours. It's about seven and a half hours Seven and a half. Seattle. Well, I mean, if you don't stop, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's weird. that It's like, okay, hockey, Colorado's your hometown, but for baseball, Seattle's your hometown. Seattle has a hometown hockey team, too. Why? It yeah, they makes have, a, no they have sense. a brand new one, Yeah, Seattle Kraken. Our uh, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, coming up here for you in about 20 minutes. We've got a $50 gift certificate to uh, our location we're going to be tomorrow for the hometown breakfast, Deja Brew Bistro in downtown Meridian. You get that $50 gift certificate if you're able to answer our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Uh, getting more and more difficult to sell your home, maybe uh, more inventory if you're going to buy a home, need your help, call the experts at 208-888-4128, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Our question today, virtually everyone on the Simpsons television show has four fingers on each hand, except for two characters. Who are the two characters who uh, are the only two that don't have four fingers? If you know the answer, stick around. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. First, we dealt with COVID. And we had the murder hornets. And uh, we couldn't find toilet paper. Then, now, we, now we have this music? Then we have uh, monkeypox. Ah. And now polio apparently has been detected in the United Kingdom. Polio is spreading in the UK for the first time in decades, officials claim. Health bosses have urged Brits to check their children's jabs, make sure they're up to date after picking up signs that the virus is being passed between individuals there. Investigations are currently ongoing, and there have not been any cases of paralysis reported so far. Medics today said that the emergence of polio in the U.K. reminds everyone that it has not been eradicated just yet. 
The last case of polio uh, being contracted in Britain was in 1984. The country was declared polio-free in 2003. Certainly feels eradicated. Before the vaccine was introduced in the 1950s, epidemics would result in thousands of people being paralyzed annually and hundreds of deaths. But the bug has now spread to others after mutating, with the same strain being repeatedly detected in sewage samples there since May. Health bosses have launched an urgent investigation to pinpoint the source and boost vaccination in affected areas. About one in four people with polio virus infection will have flu-like symptoms. Sore throat, fever, tiredness, nausea, headache, and stomach pain. Man, you can't really tell if you have COVID, the flu, cold, or polio. So many things have the, the same symptoms. Symptoms, they say, usually last anywhere between 2 to 10 days before they go away on their own. In very rare cases, polio can cause difficulty using your muscles, usually in the legs. This is not usually permanent, and movement would slowly return over the few weeks or months after you uh, had polio. But on rare occasions, it can cause paralysis in people who are not fully vaccinated. So they're telling uh, them in the U.K. that if your child's your, your kids are not up to date with their polio vaccinations, it's important to contact your general practitioner to catch up. Unless, of course, you don't believe in vaccinations. and Then you do you and we'll do, the rest of us will do us. <laughs> it's a free country after all. Data from previous outbreaks shows that one in 200 infections uh, leads to irreversible paralysis of those 5 to 10 percent um, can die. So that is what we we would aim to uh, avoid. Yes. Oh, okay. Right now, like I said, this is in the UK, but polio, one of those diseases like COVID, monkeypox, that can spread. Nobody's really stingy with it. No. And I know a lot of a lot of people, you know, here in the United States, it's one of the vaccinations you get for your your kids when you're growing up. Unfortunately, it's another one of those things that you need uh, booster shots for, yeah. too. So I'm imagining there are a lot of people being urged to get their boosters, polio boosters, in the U.K. as of right now. Once again, I want to reiterate, if you're listening in, not fear-mongering here, just giving you news about what's going on in the uh, U.K. This has not spread to the United States. News you can use if you so choose. As of yet. So just keep that in mind. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about this morning, we had told you in uh, Washington State that police are no longer allowed to chase after vehicles and high-speed chases to cut down on high-speed chases if they are suspected of um, committing non-felony charges. Yeah, unless they've murdered or kidnapped somebody. Then then they're still allowed to do that. Um, in Chicago... Um, Police, beginning this week, are no longer allowed to chase people down on foot. Really? Why is that? If they decide to run away. Quite sure. Chicago police officers will no longer be allowed to chase people on foot simply because they ran away or give chase over minor offenses. That's according to the Chicago Police Department on Tuesday. Under the policy, officers may give chase if they believe a person is committing or about to commit a felony, a Class A misdemeanor such as domestic battery or a serious traffic offense such as drunken driving and street racing that could risk injuring others. 
Officers will not be allowed to chase people on foot if they suspect them of minor offenses, such as a parking violation, driving on a suspended license, drinking alcohol in public. But they will still be allowed to have discretion to chase people who they've determined could be committing or are about to commit crimes that post an obvious threat to any person. All right. Is that weird? I mean, to, it is. I don't. I don't. I. I guess I don't get. Maybe they think. No, I, that doesn't make sense either. I was going to say maybe they think that this this will maybe keep dangerous people. But if if you have committed a, a a serious offense, you police are still allowed to chase after them. Mm-hmm. Is it because the police don't want to run when it's you know well, it's that's hot and humid in Chicago? See, that's what I wondered. I mean, it's extremely humid in, in Chicago, especially compared to here. And maybe the police union just doesn't want anybody to have a heart attack. This is one of those stupid laws again. I mean, I don't get it. You saw some, you know, something similar in California, and you've seen the smash and grabs um, where if you steal something and it's less than one uh, um, that they're not allowed to charge you. I don't, I don't, so people get, well, if I, as long as I, if I'm shoplifting something and it's less than $900, so if I'm $890, then they're not allowed to chase me and they can't charge me for shoplifting. This is, if you are a criminal in Chicago and you do something, as long as it's, you know, not a felony, you haven't attempted murder or something like that, or aren't going to um, be deemed as, you know, dangerous to the public, why would you stop? Why would you not run away from the cops? Because you know they're not going to chase, they're not allowed to chase after you. Granted, if you're drunk in public, if you're drunk enough that you can't walk, (laughs) you're probably not going to run anyway. Um, But, I mean, it just seems so stupid. And maybe there is something, it's some reason that they're not telling us. But, I mean, as a criminal, a a potential criminal, you're like, Hey, now remember, if we see a cop, just run. They're not allowed to this, come after us. This shoplifter, former track star, has never been caught. <laughs> oh, now you don't even have to be a track star. You and I, as slow as we can run. Oh, I'd give up. It's we're not. They're not allowed to chase us. I'd surrender. They're not allowed to chase us. KBY News Time. Uh, 8.15. Coming up here in just a little bit, I should probably check, because this is a teenager after all. I talked to him late last night. Uh, Boise School Board may look a little bit different uh, coming up next year. Teenager has uh, announced their candidacy, candidacy for the Boise uh, High School School Board. We're going to talk with him. Uh, Shiva Rajbandari. I probably butchered that. We'll we'll find out exactly how he pronounces his name. We're due to talk to him coming up here at 835, but he has made a decision to run for the school board. Now, you may be asking this morning, if you're just tuning in now, how can he do this? He's a kid. Is it, is it legal to do that? He will turn 18 in August. Okay. So he is legally uh, allowed to run because the election will come up in September, so he is legally allowed to run. We're going to talk to him uh, about what made him make this decision. That's coming up here in just about 20 minutes. Also, stick around. We'll take a break here for traffic and weather when we come back. We've got a $50 gift certificate to give away once again this morning for Deja Brew Bistro. By the way, tomorrow is also, if you want to, if you don't win this morning, we have another chance to win tomorrow morning. 
And then Deja Brew Bistro tomorrow is our KBY Sweet Deal of the Week. At 9 o'clock, you'll have a chance to get a $50 gift certificate for only $25. So set your alarm or whatever it takes to remind you that you're going to be doing that tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Just remember, at 9, go to KBY.com if you want to take advantage of it because our sweet deals always sell out very quickly. But remember, we've got a free $50 gift certificate with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question on the way next. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 822, Thursday morning. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, and it is the Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Uh, Brenda's going to get first crack at it today. Try to get that $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro in downtown Meridian. Brenda? Virtually yeah. everyone on the Simpsons television show has four fingers on each hand, except for two characters. Which two? God and Jesus. God, God and Jesus. God and Jesus is correct. Yes, hey. that is it. Good guess. I mean, well, you know, you obviously knew. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, is, is the Simpsons one of your favorite uh, television shows? You can admit it. Or maybe not. Maybe you won't admit it. Uh, I don't ever watch it. Oh, huh? well. All right. Well, congratulations. Good guess, then. God and Jesus is the correct answer. Um, you've got a $50 gift certificate once again to Deja Brew Bistro, downtown Meridian. Hold on the line. By the way, since you're on the line with us, I'm going to personally invite you to come join us for breakfast tomorrow morning. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Hope to see you there. Hang on the line. Uh, one more chance to win coming up tomorrow morning. We will be giving that away while we are eating breakfast ourselves at the Hometown Breakfast, brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Plumbing will be at Deja Brew Bistro. Which, by the way, if you're thinking, well, that sounds like Deja Brew Laffa Latte. It, it's the same thing, yeah, only yeah. they've updated their name. I think they finally listened to us, because you and I both said their name was confusing. Well, I, just, I just said shorten it a little. Well, and I, I said, said those are good jokes. Both of them, Deja Brew is cute, and Laffa mm-hmm. Latte is cute. But just pick one or the other. I always thought, first time we were going there, it's like, we're going to a, a, a comedy club? No, it's not a comedy club. They serve breakfast. They serve lunch. No, they, they serve dinner. They have great conversation there. You know, you, you can you can talk and of course laugh if you want. Great patio, which by the way, um, absolutely beautiful weather expected tomorrow. So if you want to sit out on their amazing patio, uh, which they sometimes do live music out there too, hmm. um, they've got a great wine list. And uh, you want to start your day with mimosas, you can do that too. We'll be there beginning at six tomorrow morning. They are open from uh, seven o'clock on. So uh, if you're going to show up, don't show up. Unless it's just a few minutes early. Eggs, biscuits and gravy, fried steak, uh, chicken fried steak, a whole lot more. um, All at the Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Final one uh, of the, for a little while anyway, we'll be taking a break for the Hometown Breakfast. This will be the final one tomorrow morning at Deja Brew Bistro. Hope to see you there. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A senior at Boise High is running for a seat on the Boise School Board. We were there as he made the announcement in a news conference earlier. And I believe that students deserve a voice in their education. And now Boise High School senior Shiva Raj Bandari is using that voice to run for a seat on the Boise School District's Board of Trustees. It's time that our school district listen to students. 
We deserve to have our input considered when making decisions on how to run our schools. The current Boise Schools Board has done a really good job balancing the budget and improving equitability across Boise's 50 plus schools. I will continue to support a fiscally sound, transparent budget, academic rigor and college and career readiness initiatives, and a strong team of stakeholders to lead the district through thick and thin. The Boise student says he's listened to students and parents' concerns, and he wants to bring a new perspective, and he hopes to have the opportunity to take action. That is a story about Boise High School student Shiva Raj Bandari. Um, we were uh, due to talk with him this morning, half-joking earlier this morning, that uh, as a teenager, he might not be up at 835 <laughs> um, I, I I tried to call him and did not get through to him. So now you're about sixty percent joking. <laughs> now now I don't even think I'm joking. I'm based mm-hmm. once again. I base that on the fact that I had uh, seven teenagers and all every single one of them um, when they were about his age would wake up at the crack of noon and going, "Hey, what's going on today?" Yeah. Well, our day's half over. I d- I don't know if that's the case this morning, but um, we are still efforting to talk with Shiva. Um, he did reply back to uh, my request last night at about 11.30, which I had already been asleep for mm-hmm. um, two hours. Um, so I replied back to him this morning and said, yeah, we'll uh, love to talk to you at, uh, at this morning, and uh, we'll plan on calling you. And I've tried calling him, but no answer as of this morning. So um, we will continue to try to talk to him uh, about his decision to run for the uh, Boise seat on the uh, school board. Um, he would... By the way, in case you're curious, um, this is kind of interesting. Um, serve a two-year term uh, on the board if he was elected, and and he is going to be running against somebody in the uh, upcoming election. Now he wa- he was a junior, or is a junior coming up? He's a senior. Coming oh, he's up. a senior yeah. coming so up. He's okay, just got through a junior. So if class. he served two years, he would serve past graduation as well. Yes. Okay. So, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because everybody else on the uh, school board is past graduation. It's just that if he has plans to go to college, you know, out of the area, that might cause a uh, little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll uh, hopefully get a hold of him. If if not today, maybe we can talk to him uh, coming up here for you tomorrow. In the meantime, you know, just because that goes sideways doesn't mean we don't have other plans. Uh, I thought I would take this moment for you this morning. Um, you might be the age of that young man, 18 years old, thinking of a life in the military. and Maybe you want to go into the Navy. Navy has released a new training video today. thought you'd like to take a listen. This, take a listen. This is the newest training video released by the uh, Navy. Hi, my name is Johnny, and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi, and I use she, her pronouns. And we're here to talk about pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody That's a good question. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Instead of saying something like, hey guys, you can say, hey everyone, or hey team. Yeah, and now that you say that, another way that we could show that we're allies and that we accept everybody is to maybe include our pronouns in our emails or like we just did, introduce ourselves using our pronouns. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. 
you correct yourself and move on or you accept the correction and move on. The most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. Oh, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> yeah, and another tip uh, for you to remember their uh, pronoun next time, it's in your mind. Kind of go through a progression of three good things about the person using their pronoun. So let's say the person chooses to use they, mm -hmm. then you will in your mind go, they have a nice shirt, they have a nice smile, they are really smart. So that kind of sticks in your brain. That is so helpful. Um, this goes on for another period of, oh, of time. We're already gone on far too long. Um, Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw among others, have blasted the uh, Navy video um, on you know, Twitter. The, okay, the funny thing about this, okay, drill instructors in pretty much any military branch, <laughs> what do they call a group? <laughs> what, 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 do they, what do they call a group of guys? Hey, maggots! No, well, no. <laughs> Quite often they say, all right, ladies, lights <laughs> out. Can't do that now. Apparently not. Um, I, not I think the easiest way, though, to not do it wrong is just to call everyone, hey, dummy. Congressman Dan Crenshaw, who, by the way, served in the military uh, on Twitter, said, here's an idea. Fire everyone in the Navy who puts pronouns in their email signature and focus on how to be better at war. For God's sake, stop this stupidity. Okay. A little, little, little harsh, but, you know, direct. Yeah. And once again, he, if you don't know Dan Crenshaw, he is the one you always see um, who Our, has the eye patch yeah. because he lost that in, in, while he was in the military. Mm-hmm. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. By the way, if you're thinking of going into the military and would like to know more about how to correctly gender identify somebody, um, the video is about three were, minutes and 47 seconds long. So it doesn't take a long time to truthfully, watch the video. Truthfully, I, I think if I were headed into the military right now, that wouldn't even be in my top 10 things that I want to find out. Well, thank goodness, you know, that if we do go to war, they're going to know how to uh, gender identify somebody that they're fighting against. Yeah. Who, um, who killed you? Was it him? No, it was them. They did it. <laughs> um, I'll take a break. The, the crazy part about this is um, this is becoming more and more a thing here in the United States. When I come back, we'll take this break to get a final check on traffic and weather. But Ohio University has had to pay one of their professors who refused to use student preferred pronouns. We'll get to that story when we come back. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. So I should just lead with my pronouns and they may follow or not. And if they don't, then I can just continue to use gender neutral language. Yes, exactly. Just to share something with you that happened uh, the other day at a cookout I was at, we were... Uh, talking about pronouns and somebody was disagreeing with how different people um, see themselves as different pronouns and the argument was if you look like a female then it's she her because that's what's normal and if you make me call you something else then you're infringing on my rights and I I was really taken aback by the comment and I really wasn't sure how to respond and the only thing I could really think quickly to say was it's not about you at all, and it's mostly and ultimately about respect. 
it is about respect. That's an important point to make. And I think you did the right thing. I think it's important to keep it short and simple. Yeah, tell that to your drill instructor. Hey, it's about respect. All right, make it drop and give me 20. There, I didn't use any. Gender identifiers there. That's right? true, because maggots come in all genders, as far as I know. <laughs> Nathaniel, our uh, morning show producer, had a great idea. Just start referring to everybody as a food. Food? Yeah, there, we go. there are no foods that have genders, right? I mean, they do, but nobody identifies them, right? You, you don't go, what? you male tomato, even though there's male and female. So not even like eggplants and peaches? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's male and female peppers. But if you just call everybody I, by a food, I think if you, you know, are referring to someone and, and don't you know know their name or what to call them, just refer to them as the unsub. Wait, let me. I think you're okay. Yeah, I, that would be okay. They're yeah. gender neutral, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it worked on Criminal Minds for like 18 years. So, look, this is just my opinion. This is just so dumb that the Navy is. This is their latest training video. In, I guess I yeah. get it in this day and age. In the Navy, you can talk about pronouns in the Navy. <laughs> and um, verbs if you want in the Navy. <laughs> a professor at uh, Ohio University won a major lawsuit. $400,000 against the uh, university after he refused to use the preferred pronouns of a male student who identifies as female. In the court ruling, philosophy professor Nicholas Merriweather will never be forced to use preferred pronouns again. How do you win that? It's interesting. Shawnee State University attempted to force Merriweather to use certain pronouns when addressing the student. Students say Merriweather addresses all students as either sir oh, or miss. That's Oklahoma, isn't it? Professor Merriweather explained that his evangelical Christian beliefs require him to address people according to pronouns based on biological sex. He refuses to call biological females sir and biological males miss. The lawsuit reads, to accede to these demands would have required Dr. Merriweather to communicate views regarding gender identity that he does not hold and he does not wish to communicate and that would contradict and force him to violate his sincerely held Christian beliefs. University uh, started a Title IX investigation deciding Merriweather had violated the school anti-discrimination policy when he refused to call the student by the student's preferred pronouns. The university issued a written reprimand. Merriweather and uh, the university have now settled the matter. Alliance Defending Freedom, which represents Merriweather, released a statement saying that the university agreed to pay him $400,000 in damages and all of Merriweather's attorney fees. Choose when to use or avoid use titles or pronouns when referring to or addressing students. He also no longer has to do that. Significantly, the university agreed Merriweather will never be mandated to use pronouns, included, uh, including if a student requests pronouns that conflict with his or her biological sex. I'm guessing he gets to use pronouns in teaching, but not when it comes to gender identification. Okay. It's all clear now. $400,000. How many more cases are we going to see like this? And does this set precedence? It certainly does. If, if, you, uh, if, you, if you are threatened uh, to be fired because you're not doing this, just tell them it's against your religion. What are they going to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's, here's somebody who got a pretty big settlement because they refused to do it based on that. 
So anybody else, you know, because you see this in universities all the time. We have stories about this um, numerous times over the last couple of years that, you know, universities, either people in the university or teachers, faculty, refuse to use pronouns, but have gotten in trouble for it. I wonder if you're okay if you use whatever pronouns you want, but always immediately say, I'm sorry, right after it. Like, hey, look at her. I'm sorry. Like that. In this day and age, I mean, you almost have to because, you know, especially if, if somebody, I mean, this is just something, it's not like you and I at our age, we've been dealing with our whole life, right? So we're used to something specifically yeah. that is just now all of a sudden changed within the last few yeah, years. I mean, to change it, we'd have to, you know, make, make an effort. Not just make an effort, but I mean, you don't even think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you have to physically stop and go, oh, Whoops, so this ha- person identifies as a female. i got to remember oh, yeah. that, so I can't call we would, her, her. It has to be your, that, that, it. We would have to think and make an effort? Exactly. Oh, my goodness. And anybody that listens to this show knows how that difficult that is for this show. It's, it's difficult for the average person, I think. Especially in the, if you haven't grown up with this. Now, maybe it's going to be easier for, you know, people children because they had to deal with this their entire life well you know, true. i'm talking yeah, about true. 10 12 year olds true. you know if you if, if 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 they learned it you know before the age of five it's they're gonna think always it's the way you're supposed to do it 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless if you want to email us you can do that also mike at kby.com chris at kby.com stick around we still have a chance to get those tickets. Once again, Jackson's Country Stomp, that's on the way in the coming hour. Um, phone calls, emails, we'll get to those coming up here after top of the hour. KBOI News Time is 8.58. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is 9.06 into the final hour of the show this morning. Probably have uh, quite a lot to talk about uh, and get your thoughts on. In case you missed it, we have breaking news this morning. This is a special report from ABC News. The U.S. Supreme Court has just handed down a ruling, 6-3 decision in favor of a person's right to carry a concealed weapon. The court ruling that New York State's rule requiring a conceal and carry permit is unconstitutional. Justices Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan were in dissent. Justice Clarence Thomas, writing the decision, says the rule in New York State violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms. Again, the Supreme Court ruling 6-3 in favor of a person's right to carry a concealed weapon. I'm Sherry Preston. This has been a special report from ABC News. While this is a sweeping decision, uh, two crucial justices, Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Chief Justice John Roberts, sign on and limit the opinion a little bit, saying uh, that the Second Amendment uh, isn't a blank check. They want more cases in the future that will define where people can carry a firearm out the, outside the home. There was a lot of discussion about what about football stadiums? What about taverns where people are drinking? Are there limits to this? So there you go. And we, we've got another week left here in the uh, month of June. And there are quite a few cases still opinions to be released by the uh, Supreme Court. One of those, Roe versus Wade, which already leaked so we think that we know which way that one is going to go liberals mm-hmm. are not going to be happy 
Um, U.S. Supreme Court opening the door there for almost all law-abiding Americans to carry concealed and loaded well, handguns in public more places. More than likely, the Supreme Court will simply rule that it's not a uh, national, uh, it's not a national issue; that it's a state's issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, majority decision renders New York law an unconstitutional violation as a Second uh, Amendment right to bear arms. The law required anyone wanting to carry a handgun in public to prove that they had proper cause to do so. I don't, yeah. I don't. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I'm going to shoot someone. Huh? Okay, then you seem to have proper I'm cause. I'm going to use it as protection. That's not good enough. The decision in the case of New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin is the latest in a string of Supreme Court rulings in which conservative majority has um, basically looked at gun laws. 2008, the uh, court recognized an individual's right to keep guns at home for self-defense, extending that right at the state level in 2010. Current case was brought to the Supreme Court's attention after two men sued New York, objecting to the state's licensing restrictions. Under the proper cause law, men could secure unlimited permission um, to carry concealed guns in public only if they could demonstrate a special need for self-protection. Heavy emphasis on the special need. Doesn't doesn't everybody kind of need self-protection? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be special to need it. That was the problem. Okay. Lawyers for the men argued that carrying a firearm outside the home was a fundamental constitutional right. It is not some extraordinary action that requires an extraordinary demonstration of need. Well, there you go. The uh, Supreme Court's highly contentious action comes at a sensitive moment for New York City and the country, just based on uh, the mass shootings that we've had here over the last couple of months. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I'm guessing most of our audience who are listening this morning, just based on conversations that we have had in the past and based on the fact that you live in Idaho. Idaho, a very conservative, gun-loving state. You're going to be all favor for all in favor for this. If you're not, <laughs> I would love to hear from you also this morning. Yeah, not everybody, believe it or not, in Idaho has the same opinion about everything. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you'd like to uh, weigh in, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com and uh, Chris at KBOI.com. You can send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, or you can text us, same as our main number. Uh, Dallas writes in this morning on something we were talking about uh, towards the end of last hour in the Navy training video on uh, the use of pronouns in the Navy. I am a happily married man, therefore my pronoun is we and us. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Except you screwed up. You, 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 you're a happily married man. No, you are a happily married person. See, it's it's so hard to get it down. I think you should just to ask, to be politically correct these I, days. I think you should ask his wife, and if she says he's a happily married man, then he's a happily married man. Sheldon says honestly, I just don't get it. Why is it so controversial to call someone what they want to be called by? If a Catholic tells someone I am a Catholic, but the other person says, Yeah, but I think you are a Jew, so that is what I am going to call you. Similarly, how is this different when a person identifies as a female, yet another person thinks she looks more like a male, so then calls her a male? When someone is telling you they identify a certain way, then let's respect it. Is it really that hard not to be a stubborn jackass? Who is anyone to say you will be identified by what I say? 
And then uh, Lisa writes in and says, uh, Hi, Chris, being asked to lie is generally against most people's moral principles, regardless of religion or non-religion. I will not refer to a male as a female. This is neither ethical nor safe. It is gender-denying, not gender-confirming. There you have two exact opposite Pretty much. arguments for the, for the same thing. And, that, and uh, once again, that becomes the problem. It's like, it, well, you know, why should I be forced to lie if I don't believe? And that, the case we gave you with the university, the, those were his beliefs yeah. and the reason why they settled for $400,000. There are so many different opinions when it comes to transgenderism. I mean, the, the people who are transgender take it extremely seriously, deadly seriously, obviously. Most of their friends do as well. But there are people who simply think that they're just, you know, they're, they're pretending, they're play-acting, they're playing a game. And those people will never be on board with, with what the uh, transgender people want. I don't, and look, I don't have a problem if you want to be identified the way you want to identify. The problem, I think, comes into it when you see people, and like I said, it, it's, it's hard because you've, your entire life, it's like you've used him and her. Instead of using, you know, non-gender pronouns. So, you know, if you're 50, 60, 70 years old, it's hard to retrain yourself. True. Or even know but, for sure. But not a, not impossible. You no. Know what I mean? But what I'm saying is the problem gets into, you know, people who forget. And then if you see somebody getting really upset by it. Like I and, said. And suing. Like uh, or trying to get somebody in trouble like they did at this university. Right. That, that's where you run into the problems. Like I said, though, just, you know, call people whatever you want. And, just, <laughs> and just, say sorry and just right say, afterwards. Sorry. Like, uh, who should I give this to? Oh, g- give it to him. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if this is one of those things you can do as long as you say, um, God bless you before you say it, or no offense, that then then you'd be forgiven. Yeah. God, God or, bless it's you. It's like the people who say, no, I'm not racist, but... <laughs> No offense, but uh, he, Daniel, writes in and says, I'm changing my pronoun to thin and young. Okay, those are adjectives, but I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> I was just going to say, Daniel. It's, it's, the princi- wanna, uh, it's, the, it's the principle of the thing. It's yeah. basically like, you know, whatever, however I see myself, that's how I want everybody else to not only see me, but identify me. But and he, has a, he has a good point. Instead of pronouns, maybe Daniel... Um, instead wants to be identified as adjectives. I think it would be fun if whenever somebody walked in the door, they just said, hey, good looking. And I knew. You should you know, be. Yeah. And I'd stand up and say, obviously, you're yeah. talking about me. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, you can make that request. And, you know, wouldn't yeah. wouldn't that be this, you know, at what similar? Point, though, it's at like what, I want to be known as, as at, handsome on my own exactly, adjectives. But at what point does it become ridiculous? Now, there are people um, who think that it's already gone beyond okay, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think it's already gone Beyond ridiculous. I was just pointing out that you can certainly take it much further into ridiculous if you want to. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a uh, quick break. Um, we'll, when we come back, um, we'll get to more of your phone calls and emails if you would like. Don't forget, we still have those tickets uh, we're going to be giving away to the Jackson Country Stomp. It's coming up tomorrow night, outdoor concert, perfect. You couldn't ask for more perfecter weather. Tomorrow night. The, so it'll be the most perfect. It'll be the most perfectest weather for an outdoor concert. Idaho Center, well, Ford Idaho just, Center. That's just outer standing. <laughs> we'll have your tickets coming up here within the next 45 minutes. You want to get those? Don't go away.
Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Toll free 1-800-529-5264. Wherever you are listening this morning, you can also email Mike at KBOI.com. Chris at KBOI.com. Send us an instant message or text us, same as our main number. Uh, Dow up 154 points, um, looking so far so good this week. However, man, we would have to have a massive comeback over the last week. Um, so far, this has been the worst first six months of the uh, year for the stock market since the 1970s. Mm. If we stay on track, I, I, we would have to have a massive comeback over the next week to uh, see that change. Well, Otherwise, then, we're going to be seeing... Uh, by golly, then that's what we'll do. Not a, not a good week. Uh, text message in at 208-336-3700. I love our listeners. Uh, Navy training pronoun training video is so blanking stupid. I can't say that word. Um, no, I'm Stupid's not bad. I'm so glad my service days are over. It ain't even proper English. <laughs> Darn tootin'. <laughs> Paula... <laughs> writes in a slightly different subject. She says, Casper, the story you told yesterday about an off-duty border patrol killing the Uvalde school shooter with a borrowed gun was proven false three weeks ago. Oh, was it? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Now we do. Uh, let's see. Who was, who was it then? I don't know. John says, uh, gun ruling, duh, next subject. So John thought it was a no-brainer that the Oh, he did. Supreme he, Court ruled the way they did. Interesting. You just uh, you just expected that, John? Apparently, uh, yeah. Uh, Jim writes in and says, "I salute the young man for desiring to run for the Boise School District School Board. Young people today seem really smart, book wise. However, my experience with high school students shows a lack of street smarts or common sense. Six grandkids have demonstrated this to me, along with their friends." To be effective as a school board member requires life skills beyond even college. How many years does that take? It is quite evident that no one knows. I've seen 60-year-old-plus members that have no sense and 30-year-olds who seem to at least have a clue. My vote would have to be no on someone who has not had a little more experience with life and what goes on in the real world. That's from Jim. Uh, text message in, uh, the pronoun issue you guys are talking about is not about respect or the other person. Please explain when, t- walk, when talking to another person, when do you use pronouns? You don't, you use pronouns almost exclusively when the other person isn't there. Otherwise you use the word you, this is only about controlling the speech of others at all times, whether they present or not making us bow to and accept their morals and values or lack thereof rather than leaving us alone to live our own values. This is telling us we must lie. Two plus two equals five. Wayne writes in and says, uh, don't know what plans you have for discussion topics this morning, but if you think there is interest, I'd like to hear thoughts on why Congress is having hearings on the Washington Football Club. Don't we already have laws and courts to handle these allegations? Does football receive legal benefits and protections like MLB. Personally, I think there are more important things to do, but would like to find out what I don't know. It is interesting, but they do receive certain protections and benefits. Um, uh, because I thought the same thing. It's like, why is Congress 
investigating this instead of the NFL? Um, so I, I don't necessarily have an Excuse answer me, to it, but or, it's, it's a good, or, it is a good question. Or just you know, criminal or even civil court. The um, protections that they get, you know, have to do with antitrust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you could almost say the NFL is a monopoly. So they, they do kind of enjoy those antitrust protections. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other football leagues. Antitrust. There are other football leagues, but they don't pay as well. Not anywhere close. Yeah. John says the folks that I know playing the transgender game openly admit they are gaming the system because now nobody cares if they do. They just like screwing with people. When it's most opportune to be a male, they choose that. Likewise, with calling themselves a female, just like we all know people who are partly cloudy day people and others who are partly sunny day people. Or like I said, uh, I went to a positive uh, thinking uh, workshop. The class was half empty. <laughs> You're so dumb. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we'll take a break here when we come back. I'm um, going to talk about, we've, we've heard shortages already. Uh, I had the horrible toilet paper shortage. That, um, that would be horrible no matter how you look at yeah, it. Yeah. Um, we had the uh, chicken wing shortage. Have you priced chicken wings lately? No, but I'm guessing they're not 10 cents anymore. No, we, we ordered chicken wings, and I'm not going to name the place, but you used to be able to order like 18 chicken wings mm-hmm. from this particular place, and it cost you 7 or $8. It was $20 for 18 chicken wings from this place. Yeah. So I used to like to go when they'd have like you know ten cent uh, wing night yeah. at some bar. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Cause... I, I I would go and I would I would drink like a diet coke and then eat fifty eight wings. When we come back, you're never going to believe um, the shortage. And I, I was originally going to say this, um, you know, probably wouldn't affect you or I, Chris. Uh, unfortunately, yes, this this affects us all. Some people more than others. And yes, there is a shortage here in the uh, Treasure Valley. Also, we'll talk about that when we come back. KBY News Time is 926. Um, in the meantime, uh, we're going to take a break for our update on news, but I promised we were going to have a pair of tickets to the Jackson's Country Stomp coming up tomorrow night. Some of the last pairs of tickets that we have to give away here on uh, KBY, but if you're calling number six right now at 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, you're going to be sitting out under the stars on a beautiful night enjoying some great country music. Jackson's Country Stomp, Idaho Outdoor Amphitheater at the Ford Center. The tickets are yours if you are caller number six right now, 208 336 Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty-four. Congratulations, Scott Smith. Scott will be uh, attending the Jackson's Country Stomp tomorrow night. He got free tickets. Nate Shellman. I would tell you that I know Scott Smith because I think I know three of them, but I may <laughs> not know this one. Uh, Nate Shellman will have another chance for you to win your tickets coming up this afternoon. That'll be his final pair of tickets because the concert again is tomorrow night. We will have uh, another chance for you to win tickets tomorrow morning. That will be your final chance to win them. Keep in mind, if you want to get your tickets, you can get them right now. Go to ictickets.com if you want to make sure you go, or if you uh, would like to hang out and just hope that you try to win those free tickets, our final pair uh, coming up tomorrow morning, or with Nate Shulman this afternoon, you can continue to try to do that. But 
once we have given away our final tickets and still want to go see that uh, concert, like I said, weather is going to be fantastic tomorrow night. Just go to ictickets.com to get yours. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through and participate in the show. Remember, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, another thing we haven't um, talked about, but just a reminder, the uh, January 6th hearings, uh, let me let me rephrase that, the hearings into January 6th and the presentation of those hearings will continue today. It is so weird. I don't think they've had any one of these presentations that have been at the same time we had the first one that was in prime time that began at 6 p.m our time mm-hmm. you had another one that began at eight in the morning our time i think the last one began at 11 o'clock our time and now this afternoon's hearing will begin at oh, is it three o'clock one o'clock mm-hmm and it one once again will last approximately two hours. This, by the way, if you're you're wondering, it's like, wait, how come how come they're having this one? This wasn't scheduled. Um, this is uh, the one for the postponed one last Wednesday. Remember that uh, they had to postpone, I guess, because of technical issues. Uh, I don't know what they were, and they didn't announce what they were, but they postponed that that one. So that's this particular hearing that is going to be going yeah. on today. Jake writes in and says, "Have you noticed the vast majority?" of witnesses at the January 6th hearings are Trump-supporting Republicans. Even Liz Cheney was a Trump-supporting Republican. Uh, and, and that's true. That That is a strategy, I think, that uh, Schiff and, uh, you know, and Benny Thompson and the others that put this together uh, decided on, that they were going to let this particular story be told through the, um, the, the witnessing of essentially Trump supporters and Republicans and that way, nobody would say, "Well, that was you know that, that was all one sided because it was all Democrats." And they said, no, the Democrats were asking the questions, but the stories were actually being told by Republicans. So I don't know. Maybe that's a good strategy. Hard to say. Tom and Boise uh, writes in regarding the January sixth committee. Yes, most of the witnesses are Republicans, but what bothers me most is most is there is absolutely no cross examination of these witnesses, which does allow the public to see another perspective of the line of questioning. It is one-sided because there are nine people on that committee that accuse Trump of some kind of coup and want to see his demise. This is totally unfair to the viewing public. That's Tom's opinion on this. John writes in and says there is an easy fix for toilet paper shortages. Drum roll. Biden needs to sign an executive order that all old-fashioned toilets now need to have a rinse option with a seatbelt <laughs> so he can't fall off like a bidet. Um, that's about the old man's speed. Okay, John. Uh, as we were going into this, we have seen many different shortages um, due to COVID, and then COVID just exacerbated the supply chain issues. We saw a lumber shortage. We saw the toilet paper shortage where, you know, there were, there was a point, I know that you didn't have a problem because you bought a pallet. Yes, I did. Of toilet paper at one which, point that would last which, 10 years. Which, well, no, it, it actually lasts about six months, but I've <laughs> I've bought one every six months since then because it's just really handy. But there for a while, if you went to the grocery store, and I'd been to a couple of grocery stores, they had no toilet paper on their shelves. And there were a couple times that I went, and there were a couple of packs of toilet paper, but you were only allowed to buy like one four-pack at a time. Um, and I think that was because there were people who were 
hoarding it, you know, <laughs> buying pallets at a time. I mean, this is probably the wrong attitude, but I think if I owned a store, uh, I, I wouldn't limit people to, you know, one per day or two per day. I mean, I, great, that, that's, that makes it fair or at least uh, equal for all of your customers. But by God, if someone comes in with $300 and says, let me have all of those, I'm going to say, okay, mm-hmm. you know, what else can I help you with? The uh, latest shortage in, I, I was going to say this doesn't affect um, us guys or people who identify as guys. <sighs> Don't want to leave you out. Um, but uh, I, as I thought about this, no, this affects us too. There is a huge tampon. Let me rephrase that because that didn't sound right either. There's a tampon shortage, not just a huge tampons, all tampons. The shortage is huge. Yes. Okay. Shortage is huge. Gotcha. Um, and the uh, shortage has left menstrual product tiles in stores bare in recent months. The disruption has been blamed persistent supply chain issues. A visit here locally um, to Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens stores confirmed tampon shortage has affected Boise also. Makara Wright is the founder of Boise Period Project. Did you know we had a Boise Period Project? You know, I didn't. I didn't either. An organization that works to provide menstrual products to residents in needs said that compared to last year, the organization is receiving fewer donations and having a harder time sourcing tampons to distribute. The shortage has caused people to go from store to store, store to store looking for tampons, buying marked up boxes online, and in most dire situations, even having to go without. Already one in four people who menstruate in the U.S. live in period poverty. I didn't know that was a thing either. Man, see, we tell you, if you listen... One in four people? Yes. Okay. Because remember, men can also have period. We've learned that here in the last year or two. But they're not... Men can be pregnant and men can have period. But they're not the same and no, they can't. That first one. See, you better be careful. Somebody's going to sue you, Chris. Sorry. In Idaho, one in four menstruating teens has missed class because of uh, lack of access to uh, supplies. Individuals uh, may not purchase menstrual products with food stamps, which is a good thing, by the way. The menstrual products aisle at Boise CVS highlights the effects of national tampon shortages. Even somewhat comforting, like I said. (laughs) As we mentioned, shortages throughout the past two years, including toilet paper, Baby formula and now tampons have been chalked up to the combination of high shipping and material costs, labor shortages, and shifts in demand, yeah. um, or more generally the wait, catch-all mean, supply chain issues. Wait, wait, you mean just like every other product? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Leading tampon, tampon manufacturer Procter and Gamble and Edgewill Personal Care each operate just one plant that produces tampons. I didn't know that. One of the stranger claims about the origin of the tampon even, shortage. I didn't even know they came from plants. Came from the U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. The Georgia Republican, who likes her conspiracy theories, said tampon dispensers in men's bathrooms for tra- transgender individuals were the reason that there was a spike in demand. N- no, that wasn't it. Here's another thing that I learned this morning. Um, there's a company here in Boise area called Salt, S-A-A-L-T, Boise Business, that sells reusable menstrual products. And they have seen the demand for its products rise during the shortage. Okay. Right? Yeah, the uh, um, head of the company says people who are struggling with access to period products to reach out to Boise Period Project. The organization collects donations and distributes products to people in need here in the Boise Area. That brings up some questions that I don't even want to ask, so I won't. The 
the reusable part, part of them? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the that was the part that brought up questions. That, like I said, now granted, I am not a female. I have never identified as a female. Some of the news in this particular news story this morning, a couple of the items were news to me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you listen to KBOI every morning with Chris and myself, we promise. You will learn something new every day, and I can pretty much say that even about because, you and I hosting the oh, show, definitely. we learn something new every day. Oh, every day. Probably every hour. John in Nampa, thanks for being patient. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Weird. I don't, I don't think I've ever learned something new every day on this show. Hey. <laughs> well, the, how weird it's getting. We, didn't, That's we didn't say it had to be true, just new. <laughs> what, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's a, that's a fair statement. Uh, I originally called in for the January sixth hearing, but you know, usable feminine products. That's we're going back to the dark ages because they were all use, reusable back then. Yeah, they had, they had their own little uh, tidy up areas and bags, and they washed them and got them cleaned up and used them again. So I guess we're that's how we're going to save our economy. Is you know. <laughs> Sell you something that needs to be washed. More people could make out of a out of a out of a, out of a used t- a t-shirt or something. Yeah, more people kept <laughs> sheep. <laughs> you know, this isn't this isn't. I mean, the same thing happened because there was a uh, diaper shortage, also a, and a disposable diaper shortage. The yeah. uh, increased use of cloth diapers went through the roof because people couldn't find disposable diapers so they had to go back to when i was a kid yeah. it was one of the worst chores i had growing up having to wash oh wash out my yeah. uh, brothers and sisters my younger well, brothers and sisters diapers it was the most me. horrible chore ask, ever ask, yeah. ask me if i'm sad i was the youngest <laughs> are yeah. you sad you were the yeah, youngest yeah. no <laughs> You had to wash out your own. Was that what you were supposed to say? No, not my own. But I was the oldest, oh, and I oh, had uh, oh. I had seven younger brothers and sisters. Um, so when I got to be, you know, seven eight years old, yeah, that was something that I did. It was not also, fun. All my, also, all my new pronouns, all my, all my adjectives are now pronouns. I'm going to change over to that. Okay. Now, now January sixth. January sixth. Uh, there are there are many many. Uh, Republicans who are secretly Democrats or socialists or whatever whatever name you want to attach to them, but there are no conservatives who are secretly d- Democrats or or uh, socialists. Just a thought. All right, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Yep. Um, keep listening, and we'll keep our fingers crossed that you learn something new when you listen to us. However, if somebody identifies as a Republican, you probably should refer to them. See, as that. yeah, now now you brought that up, Chris. Thanks a lot. You know them. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Um, the Dow was in the green all morning long until just now, and now we're in the red. Two dollars and eighteen cents. At one point, we're up one hundred and sixty points, but kind of switched around uh, for you this morning. We've got one more segment on the way. If you want to get through, final chance to do that once again. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Once again, don't forget, it is Hometown Breakfast Eve. Tomorrow morning, Hometown Breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. I know Kenny is back in town, so um, I'm guessing we're going to probably see uh, Kenny tomorrow morning. He had had gone to, uh, I think, Yosemite Park 
down in California, down through Tahoe with his son yeah. as a graduation. He doesn't live too far from there, uh, which I know because I live not very far from him. We couldn't start the party last week because he wasn't there. Yeah. So we always, we always wait to really start the party until Kenny shows up, but we're expecting him tomorrow morning. Uh, thanks to Kenny and everybody at Cloverdale Plumbing to make these all possible because it's awesome. Like I said, it's awesome that we get to have a job where we get to go eat breakfast, get paid to be there, and get to do our job while we're there, and Cloverdale Plumbing makes that possible. Once again, tomorrow morning, we will be at the uh, Deja Brew Bistro, downtown Meridian, North Main Street at East Idaho Avenue. Now, tomorrow is going to be kind of our um, Deja Brew day because we have our live broadcast goes 6 until 10. They open up at 7 o'clock. Then at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, we have the... Deja Brew half price deal, KBY sweet deal of the week, $50 gift certificate for only $25. That's at nine o'clock. You go to KBY.com and then we'll also have another free $50 Deja Brew gift certificate that we'll be giving away for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That is all coming up here for you tomorrow morning. So basically if you, you know, don't go there, it's not going to be our fault. No. Mary writes in and says, Chris, think of it like this. There are Kleenex, which are disposable tissues, and there are handkerchiefs, which can be washed. My my problem with the whole uh, female uh, <clears throat> uh, hygiene thing it wasn't with the logistics. I mean, I mean, I wasn't in the dark about you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you it, just didn't it's, realize it's, that they. It's really more the procedure, uh, you know. And how often do you see a hanky anymore? I mean, my grandfather, well, depends, my grandfather depends, carried one yeah, all the time, but I just never on, see him anymore. My dad carried one all the time. I've never carried one in my life. so I've never carried one in my life either. Um, text message in, 208-336-3700 from Derek says, I'm a man with a beer belly, but I identify as a pregnant woman. Does there that qualify me for better parking at the mall? Just asking for a friend. Or the ability to board first you know, at the, at the uh, mm-hmm. airport. Yeah. You might try it, Derek. Good luck to you. I guess you were just asking for, have your friend try it, Derek. Uh, Robin writes in, hi, uh, Mike and Chris. So along with the tampon shortage, you know, for us menstruating people, we also must deal with a sriracha shortage. Not sure if you heard about that one. I did not know there was a sriracha Uh, shortage. I'm not sure in what way they are related, but uh, no, I hadn't heard of the sriracha shortage. I hadn't heard about that either. And I think you would hear it because you like I love hot sauce. You, you love yeah. hot sauce. So. I, like, I like stuff to be spicy. Yeah. Um, another text message, or this is an email, rather, Mike at KBY.com. Weird, my family is half women, and no one has had an issue with getting tampons yet. But the, the mouthpiece for the elite is promoting our daily dose of fear mongering once again. Thank you, guys. Still waiting for truthful coverage of the Pfizer papers and the harms brought. Oh, this is the same idiot that writes all the time. Um, you should be telling parents not to give them to their uh, infants. How about this? How about parents make the their own decision on uh, their vaccines yeah. instead of you making it or I making it? Um, because I'm pretty sure you're not a doctor, and I know I'm not a doctor. So how about you let the doctor and the patients, the parents, decide what there is best for their kids the instead thing of to do, you I, or me telling them the what to do? The hardest thing to do is is advise parents on how they should be raising their children. Because if they've already looked at you and possibly looked at your children, chances are they don't want your advice. <laughs> and by the way, just because half of the women in your house are, I guess, just because they're half, half of them are women, um, just because they have no problem doesn't mean there's not a shortage. Mary says, Chris, I never used hankies until the Kleenex and toilet paper shortage. 
I bought a six-pack of handkerchiefs on Amazon and just kept using them after Kleenex reappeared in the store. Okay. And and like I said, you know, there are probably still plenty of people who do it that way. Yeah. I'm I'm curious if people still do use hankies. Like I said, I'm I'm it, my well, grandfather I mean, well, used we're to, a, but, and I've never seen anybody else. I never have. We're, we're in a generation that basically grew up thinking, okay, if you blow your nose in something, don't put it back in your pocket. Not, and we're a generation that grew up where you just threw everything away. Well, I mean, yeah. even now, it's cheaper to most stuff instead of fixing it. Right. So. Instant and disposable. <laughs> That's it for us today. We are uh, out of here. Um, hometown Breakfast, once again, coming up here tomorrow morning. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over. We'll kick off another party tomorrow morning.